From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork and of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about facing the excuses when it comes to not having sex. And there's a quote from Anonymous that says, excuses will always be there for you. Opportunity will not. I like that. I, you know, it's it, there's a lot of truth there. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about excuses. And like Tony said, excuses for you know not having sex. Um, that's the whole idea around today's show. But first, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for you to just hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage has experienced transformation. And this hug came from a direct uh, message that we received on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it actually had a picture attached to it. They'd sent us a picture as well. And in the picture, it was mom and dad, each pushing a stroller. Mom's wearing a baby. So you've got three kids there. I think there was probably a dog in the picture as well. And the message said, this is our version of walk and talk during everything going on. Mm. We met you both in Henderson at the conference a couple of weeks ago, and we absolutely loved it. We have a lot of work to do and tons of room to grow, but we are both so thankful for you. Mm. I stumbled across your podcast last November when things were not going well at all. It has been the greatest blessing of our entire marriage, aside from our adorable kids. We've been through a lot in our seven years of marriage. We currently have four kids, three and under, which is just a lot. Yes. Just a lot. Yes. She went on to say, we also lost our first son shortly after he was born. Mm. Life has been crazy and stressful, and you guys have helped us get back on track in so many ways. We are forever grateful to you both and continue to listen to your podcast and benefit from all the resources in the position of the month club. Love you both. Wow. That's it, man. That's that's being intentional, taking action. I love it. Let's go. And and they're making walk and talks happen despite coronavirus, despite having three little kids. So for those of you that tell me that you can't make a walk and talk happen because you got little kids, I have photographic evidence that you can still make it happen. Yeah. So as we're talking about excuses in today's show, you don't have an excuse to not go on a walk and talk. Make it happen. Make it happen. Because just like, you know, if we're talking about walk and talks or, you know, this whole show is wrapped around excuses to not have sex. Maybe you've said things like, you know, and I'm too tired. I'm just, I don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood. This one I know I've said, I don't get anything out of having sex. I've told Tony that. You have. That was really in the first 11 years. I don't think I've said that in the last 12, but I know that I said it more than once in the first 11. I'm stressed. The kids are awake. The kids are around. I have too much to do. I just need to take a shower. It's late. I have to get up early. I've got a headache. And these are the most common excuses from the one. Because we asked you guys. Yeah. You know, like, I want to know, like, what are you guys using? Because I could make my own list. And and interestingly enough, um, I'm pretty sure we've said, well, I I think I've said all of those. I think there have been times I've said most of them. I, I mean... Overall, I, I think I've been in the same boat at different times as well. I don't know if I've said them all, but definitely have said most the of majority. them. The yeah. majority, yeah. When, when I read through what you all were saying, I'm like, ooh. It, you know, so often we hear, you know, when you guys hear us talking on our show, you're like, it's like you have this window into our marriage. And yet when I was reading all the excuses, I'm like, well, have they all been listening in to, you know, Tony and Lisa's bedroom? And, and the reality is, is that that was more in the first 11 years. Mm-hmm. 
of our marriage, when sexual intimacy was not a priority, when this dynamic of, of rejection and making excuses was really kind of at play than in the last 12 years. But the challenge with making those excuses is that there can be an element of truth. So it's kind of hard to know sometimes, are you making an excuse or is there truth here? And we can get, we can move into that truth and get, you know, get to this point. Like there are times that I want to shower first, Mm -hmm. but will I then take, you know, will I take a five minute shower or will I take a 25 minute shower? Five minutes. Like I'm just trying to get cleaned up so we can have sex. 25 minutes is I don't want to. And so I'm using my shower as an excuse. And, and, you know, the whole, it can be late. Well, sure. It can be late anytime. Mm-hmm. I mean, 830 can be late to some couples, right? But is it too late to actually try and put the investment into your marriage? It's one of those questions. You know, I, I've had headaches. We actually did a show. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember. We did a show a while back. It's probably been a few years now. It's called, about, I, ha- I have a headache. Let's, let's, let's have, have sex. sex. Let's and have sex. That was when we were in Puerto Rico some three years ago now. Yeah. And, yeah. and the sex actually took care of the headache. So just for all of the others of you that have been using that as an excuse, I'm not saying I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying that that's, you know, you know, standard medical advice, but it could actually be one of those things. And, and you know, you we can use our kids as like, we can use all of these things as excuses, but the reality is, is that excuses create distance. Oh, for sure. Like every time you put up a barrier to creating connection to your, with your spouse, you're like adding a brick in the wall. If I, if I can, if we can use that analogy of saying, okay, you know what, you know, when we get married, you know, presumably there's no excuses there at the beginning. Right. And, and so we're super close. I mean, you've got the whole like first kiss and it's amazing and, and, you know, super, super close. And then over time you keep putting not you keep, you know, it's, it's, starts so subtly you know it starts with that one little well not tonight there goes a brick right and then you say i'm tired and there goes another brick and so over time you've you've placed all these bricks and you don't even actually notice that they're there except that there's this disconnect between the two of you and when we get into this place of excuses we're not actually facing what's going on we're not addressing things head on in our marriages we're just saying you know what i'm just gonna I'm just going to say something else and I'm not going to actually connect with you. And that lack of connection is super detrimental to mm-hmm. marriage. And it shows up in this area of sexual intimacy so often. Yeah. And the, the excuses come from both sides. And I mean, as Elisa was going over that list, I, I just want it to be known. Those didn't only come from wives and that didn't only come from husbands. Those came from both sides because there are times when husbands are tired and they're stressed. And that sexual intimacy at that moment, it's easier to say that than to have sex because you have to put in effort. Mm -hmm. There's something interesting about sexual intimacy and having sex is that there's actually effort put forth. Elise and I recently completed a seven days of sex challenge and our 14th challenge total. And through that, you know what? There were times when we were tired mm-hmm. and were we going to put up an excuse? And and I say, and when I say we, I mean me, I was tired. I was stressed. You know, we're all going through this time of stay at home or shelter in place in the, the coronavirus pandemic and stress can deflate me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's an easy way to just go, I, I don't want, I, you know, it's just, I'm stressed. I'm tired. You know, can we do this another time? So this comes from both sides of the the uh, the marriage bed. 
And with that, the excuses that you're putting up, like it seems easier to just give an excuse, right? It seems easier to say, you know what, I'm just too tired. But when that starts to build that wall, it actually doesn't accomplish, like it seems like it should make the relationship easier if you just kind of toss out that excuse, but it doesn't because that growing disconnect actually makes doing marriage harder. And we've seen it. We've lived it. We've lived it and we've seen it happen so much because it's the little thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's only one time. And yet before you know it, the one time becomes a hundred times. And what ends up happening is when we're, when we're making excuses, we're, we're, we're breaking trust too. Mm. Because like Elisa said it right at the top of this was, is it, is it a truth? Is it really you have a headache or are you using that? And then having to rebuild trust, which we've talked about many a times here on the show, it, it takes time to do that. So being open, honest, and transparent with your spouse is probably a better thing than coming up with a false truth and an excuse. Mm -hmm. And and this really, you know, as I was looking over this show and really kind of thinking through like, when did this start to shift for us? And this really Mm -hmm. started to shift when we did our 60 days of sex challenge, because I had, I had really built a pattern of behavior over the first 11 years of our marriage of making a lot of excuses. That's why that list resonated so much with me. Cause I'm like, yeah, that was pretty much like the first 11 years. And when we, when we made this commitment to do a sex challenge, I lost the ability to, or I had to give up the ability to make excuses. I couldn't, I I'd made this commitment to Tony that I was going to do this. And so I, can I, can I say one thing though too? Cause some of you may be going, Oh, so I have to do a sex challenge. No, you don't. In all honesty, you, you don't have to have a sex challenge to have a revelation. Not at all. We're, we're just sharing what, where this we're at. This is my story. Yeah. That where we're at. I will say though, this is you have to put your sexual intimacy in front of you both. And you have to have a plan around your sexual intimacy to have, to have breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So, hey, it may be the intimacy lifestyle for some of you. You're just going to start scheduling it regularly. And so that way you begin to see why are those excuses coming up? Mm-hmm. So don't, don't, I don't want you to think like, oh, well, the only way this is going to happen. Nope, it's not. I, I've seen, and we've seen many a couples who have had this revelation of what the excuses are doing without having to, to have a sex challenge. And I'm glad you brought that up because this is my story, yeah. right? Of when I had my breakthrough and when I said, okay, well, I don't have this crutch now. Like I told Tony, we, you know, I agreed to Tony that we were going to have, you know, sex for 60 days. So I don't have these. So I've got to face what's going on in our sexual intimacy. I've got to face those times when I'd rather make an excuse and go, okay, what's going on? And how have my excuses, like, like I, I would find myself during that challenge going, oh, well, this is when I would normally say I'm too tired. Well, all right, well have sex when you're tired. Or I'd say, you know what? I'm stressed. Well, have an orgasm and reduce the stress. Like there were all of these things that I had to, that I had to move forward on because I realized that I didn't have the option of using my excuses because I'd made this commitment. And so I had to, and this is where we start addressing these excuses. We've got to look at what our mindset is around sex. We've got to look at what we're thinking about in regard to having sex in our marriages. And we have to ask ourselves, do we have an excuse based mar- excuse based marriage or do we have one that's commitment based mm. because it's very hard i would say it's even virtually impossible to have commitments and excuses coexist right because one is always going to take precedence over the other you will have you will find if you take a step back and just observationally look at your marriage you'll find 
patterns that will either say, oh yeah, you know what? I see the commitment woven through our marriage. Oh, you'll find patterns that say, we've got a lot of excuses, right? And let me take this out of the marriage scenario for just a second, because sometimes it can like it can be hard to see it in the marriage context. So I just want to take it out. So you ask a friend to do something for you and they're like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's no problem. But they never seem to get around to doing it. So they made the commitment to you that they were going to do something. But then all of that seems pretty weak when the excuses come up that they aren't doing it. Mm. Okay. So, so that's where you see the commitment and the excuses, where you see the patterns of behavior. Now go back to your wedding day, right? There was this commitment that the two of you made Somewhere in the vows, there's usually some kind of like to have and to hold or, you know, there's, there's something about the physical aspect of marriage. Mm -hmm. That's your commitment. But then the excuses start to happen, right? That whole long list that we started the show with. And so the commitment doesn't feel as strong. And, and what all that to get to is that excuses are going to erode the fabric of your marriage. And I get it because I've used them. And there have been times when I have felt more than justified. And you may be sitting there going, and we get this. We have this happen a lot of times where I know some of you are rolling your eyes right now and saying, okay, yeah, but Tony and Lisa, you don't know what our marriage has been like. You don't know what I've had to go through in this marriage. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know how frustrated and angry or hurt I am. And you're right. You're right. We don't know what the two of you have, have navigated in your marriage. We don't know what you're going through right now, but that doesn't minimize the fact that the excuses are not bringing the two of you closer together. The excuses aren't making your marriage stronger. The excuses aren't accomplishing what you want it to accomplish. They're not creating the shift that you want it to happen. And when it comes to the excuses, they have to be addressed. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One thing that really became significant when we were asking the one family on Instagram these questions about excuses and what was the most common excuse was the next question that we asked. And you know, because being too tired or stressed or just, you know, having too much on your plate was the most common response we got, we asked the question, well, what are you doing instead? Mm-hmm. Right. If, you, if you're yep. throwing out this excuse and you're saying that you're too tired or too stressed, what are you doing? 
And it probably isn't surprising what the answers were. Most common response far and away, spending time on electronics. Sure. TV, yeah. phones, gaming, social media. Easy to, easy to go to, easy to zone out on, relax, chill, been there, done that. Yep. Working kids were in the next two. Sure. Yep. And so, so I just want st- to like stop and think for a second because we're saying that we're too tired. But then when we do these other activities, we generally will lose hours doing them. Right. It isn't like we just go get on social media for like five minutes and we're like, whew, okay, well, that was good. Or we watch five minutes of a television show. People will say they're too tired to have sex. They'll say they're too stressed. They'll say they're all these things. And then they'll go spend hours doing something else. When the average sexual encounter, you guys, is somewhere between like 12 and 20 minutes. And a quickie is between like three and five. So, so hold up a second here. If we're looking at the excuses and how much time we're spending doing something else when we've thrown out the excuse and we look at the average sexual encounter, do you see a discrepancy there? Mm -hmm. Because we know, like we've asked questions in the past, like how much time are you guys spending on gaming or TV or things like that? We know the answer is hours. I don't even have to like ask you all again. I don't have to Google it. I know what the one family is doing. And And you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. We're spending more time collectively making excuses and arguing about the fact that we aren't having sex than it would take to actually have sex. Just, just stop and think about that for a second. The amount of energy that you have to put into coming up with an excuse and dealing with the fallout of putting your excuses forward is more time than it would take to actually say, you know what, how do I get into the mindset to actually want to have sex with my spouse? And that's the key right there. That's the shift. Are you willing to go, I'm about to make an excuse, or are you willing to make that mindset shift and go, in all honesty, what, what good, what, what is something extraordinary that will come out of us having sex? And I think that's, a, that's an interesting place to be because that's not our go-to. It, it really isn't our go-to. Our go-to is to go, eh, well something else or something this, or I, I do have that. At least I would use that headache one when we were newly married, not often, but it would come up and I'm like, goodness, how does this gal always have headaches now when I don't remember her having those when we were dating? You know what I mean? It, it, there, there came a, a moment. And I, I probably didn't ever even mention it to her, but I just felt like I don't understand why she always has headaches. Like, get get hydrated for goodness sakes. Like, are you dehydrated constantly? We What's were going living on? in the desert. We were, and yet I knew it wasn't you being dehydrated every single time. So what's your mindset shift? Mm-hmm. What are you willing to shift? Because in that, that's where you get to get freedom. You get to have the experience with one another. It, it's amazing in uh, this last month, we ran a 30-day sex challenge. Mm-hmm. And with all that's going on, all that has been going on, I'm telling you, the couples that are sticking with it, the ones who said, hey, you know what? We're doing a 10-day, a 14, a 30-day challenge. The excuses are gone. Even with everything that's been on their plates, with working at home, kids at home, homeschooling, all of it, the excuses, though, didn't come with it. They said, you know what? No. We're not going to allow this to happen. We're not allowing what's happening out around us to dictate what's going to happen with us. Mm-hmm. 
Let me say that again. We're not going to allow what's happening around us to dictate what's happening with us. Because I think a lot of times we allow the outside world, our friends, our family, those we're listening to even on TV and social media to impact how we're going to, how we're going to show up in this thing called marriage with our spouse. So when we allow that distraction, our mindset gets shifted to them and why we can't instead of why we can. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to challenge you today to sit down with your spouse and go, what can we do? How are we going to shift this mindset so that excuses are no longer a part of our marriage? Because excuses are, in actuality, rejection. And we know, and you know, rejection is one of those things that is, is creating a wedge in your marriage. And it's hurting you. There, there's an actual physical pain you feel. So why bring up the excuse when you can be with your spouse and you can have that connection? Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to see it through even when you don't feel it? Because guess what? There are many times I don't feel it. And I know there are times when Elisa doesn't feel it. And yet we come together because it's about us. We connect on us. It may take us a little longer in foreplay. It may take us a little longer in conversation. It may take us a little longer, period. And yet when we come out of that, the excuses that we would have put up aren't there. There's a, there's a deeper connection. There's some, there's some romance that's happened. There's even naked cuddling afterwards. So that is why excuses aren't necessary in our marriages. And I do want to say, if you find yourself and you're like, okay, this is when I would make an excuse. This is, this is what I'm dealing with internally and you're feeling stuck, right? Maybe it, it, you're like, but I just, I'm so angry about this, or I just, I have this resentment build up because of this or, or, or these unmet expectations. I can't seem to let them go because you're, you're replaying all of this stuff over your head. This is where you take a step and you go, you know what? I need to actually get help to work through this. Mm. Because there, like legitimately, there can be reasons why you don't want to have sex with your spouse and why you're making excuses. And it could be because you've got all of this stuff that you've packed away inside of you that hasn't been dealt with. And now it's like, okay, well, how do I bring this up? Because, you know, Tony and Lisa are saying like, stop the excuses, but I got this stuff. Mm -hmm. You got to unpack the stuff. You got to deal with it. You got to, you got to say, okay, you know what, here it is. And I'm laying it out on the table and I'm going to process this so that this doesn't become this, you know, baggage that I'm carrying around this wall that I've put up between my spouse and myself. This is like, you know what, I'm going to, you know, it's like I was telling some clients, other day I'm like you're adults start acting like it mm -hmm. because a lot of times with, with the excuses and stuff like kids will make excuses they don't want to clean their room they got 25 different excuses right they don't want to do the things that they've been asked to do they will come up like they're the master nobody has to teach a kid how to make an excuse but as we step into marriage as we step into being an adult and into the responsibility like we've got to be grown-ups who address the stuff in our lives in some ways to do that hey prayer jump into prayer journaling for some of you that that's going to be an amazing place to to be because you're you're able to let out your thoughts for others of you it, it may honestly be in terms of affirmations like you need to write out like affirmations this is where i am going this is who i am i am this person and you need to speak that out loud 
and read those daily. Others of you may need to honestly get out and do exercise and walk through this stuff and work this stuff out. Others, coach, therapist, counselor. Th- those are all options for you. Find what works for you. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, if you're a journaler and it allows you to get into that place where you can really let it go, go for it. If it's not, it's okay. For me, one of the best things I ever did many, many years ago was I worked with a massage therapist who not only worked in the physical, but she also worked in the spiritual. And in that process, I was able to release so much hurt and pain. It it was an amazing process that I was able to be a part of because to me to sit with the counselor can, can be laborious. It feels like it's like, where are we going? Others have been great. This person was both a counselor and a massage therapist. And so the two combined helped me to, to release stuff that I never thought possible. I mean, I would be on the table bawling my eyes out because of that. So find, and, and I mean, she was, she was totally, um, I, I, I just want to make sure that folks understand Christian person. So I was staying within my belief system that I know of. And so we were able to work through that. So I just want folks to understand that. And it was super helpful for me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you've got to find what works for you. But the reality is, is that, that excuses are not going to serve your marriage. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. I, I've made them over the years. I can tell you that they're destructive. I can tell you that they create that space of rejection. I can tell you that they build walls. You're probably already experiencing that in some area of your marriage. You know, and, and it, maybe it's not the sexual intimacy. I mean, that's what we've been focusing on today, but you may see where you're making excuses. And if you recognize that you're making excuses, then you need to actually step up. I'm just going to tell you, you need to step up and you need to own them. And, and you need to find what's going to work for you to work through them. You are not meant to live a life built on excuses. It goes against the very fabric of who we are as human beings. Like we were meant to do life in community, to have people in our lives. And if we're putting out these excuses and if we're building these walls, we're, we're breaking down that sense of community. And I will tell you that with all that's going on in the world, we actually need connection with our spouses more than ever. We need that space where, where it is a safe space, where it is connection, where it is that physical touch, because there's so much craziness going on with this virus thing, you guys, and, and social distancing and living in our homes all the time that, that that sexual intimacy and being able to be sexually intimate in this time is truly a gift that the two of you are going to give to one another. Yeah. And I would say this week, the first step, what is the one, maybe two excuses you use most often? That's it. What are those? Write them down and and come to an agreement to go, you know what? I'm not going to bring those up. I'm not going to bring those up when my spouse initiates, when my spouse comes towards me to have a sexual experience. I say, start there. So you at least know when it's coming up. And then if it, if you know what they are, then start writing them down and understanding how often are you saying it to distract yourself or get away from being close to your spouse. We love you guys. We're honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. And we're excited to see what happens as you begin to set those excuses aside and get closer to your spouse. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week.